When a relationship ends, people often ask the man, what did you do? It is almost always presumed that the man is the one who messed up. Men are more times than not looked at as the villain when a relationship comes to an end. And do not let it have ended abruptly where things were bad. I mean, it is almost as if women are deemed incapable of fumbling a relationship. So, let me tell you a story. to have this ex and you'll get his name a little later but when me and this ex were together things were cool but he wasn't shit and for those of you who do not know me I used to be a mess with myself in my younger days and as far as relationships went I used to live by a motto if you're not going to be shit I'm not going to be shit either so choose wisely so my ex and I decided that a relationship was not for us, but we remained really good friends. One day he hit me up saying how he needed to be closer to his job. He was currently living about an hour or so away. I'm like, yeah, that drive is a lot. You should move this way. And this dude, without missing a beat, as if what he was about to say was the real reason he called, said, we should get a place together. I'm like, um, we didn't work, remember? He's like, no, we can get a two-bedroom. You can have your room, and I can have mine. I'm like, okay, so you do you, and I do me. No strings attached. He says, no strings attached. You can have company if you want, and I'll be cool. I'm like, okay, cool. So we became roommates. Now, I told y'all that we decided that a relationship wasn't for us, but... We were still messing around. Don't judge us. Like everybody that knew us and knew about us becoming roommates. I had friends that were literally placing bets on how long we would last before some shit popped off. Like they just knew that us being roommates was not going to work out. To me, it was a foolproof plan. He do him, I do me, sometimes we do each other. It was legit a win-win situation to me. Okay, so he and I came up with this idea that we thought would keep down confusion. We were going to tell everyone that didn't already know about us that we were cousins. This is what we'll call him from this point on. Cousin. Sounds perfect, right? I know. That's what I thought too. And it worked. Like a charm, especially since at that point in my life, I wasn't looking to be in a serious relationship. I wanted the exact lifestyle that I was living partying traveling cousins took me on dates bought me gifts gave me bomb ass sex and if i decided i didn't want to sleep alone at night i didn't have to it all just made sense i had the benefits of a relationship without ha actually having to commit to an actual relationship my life was lit okay 
One day, I'm riding. I come to a stoplight, and this Jeep pulls up beside me. You know how you can feel someone staring at you? So I look over, and I make eye contact with the driver. He's fine. I smile, and I hurry up and look away because I don't want to seem thirsty and shit. The light turns green, and I take off. He catches up with me, and he flags me down. I roll the window down, and we're literally driving side by side in traffic. He asks for my number. I'm yelling it out, and he repeats it. Of course, it's wrong. And I don't know if it was destiny to intervene at that moment, because we're starting to come up on some tracks that when I tell y'all, I have never, as long as I lived in that area, ever been stopped by a train on that damn street. Like, I didn't even know a train still ran on those tracks. But that particular day, it was a train, and it was at its end. We're stopped just long enough to exchange our names, we're just going to call him Southside, and our phone numbers. I pull off, and I just keep thinking, like, damn, he fine. And, of course, I'm not making a first move because, again, I ain't want to seem thirsty like that. Luckily for me, he ain't care about looking thirsty because I couldn't even make it home good enough before he was texting me to see if it was okay for him to FaceTime me. He's trying to see me, and I'm just like, um, I'm busy, and right now, I'm cleaning up. He's all like, I couldn't help you clean up. Y'all know how dudes throw their little extra in there to try to slide right in. Of course, I decline because I just met you, fam. You could be a serial killer or something. So, we talk literally all night, every day, for maybe a week or so before I agreed to go on a date. The day of came, and I canceled. I really don't think I felt like being bothered. Um, I just told him I needed a rain check. He said that was cool because he was busy with work and asked if I ate. I told him no. And he said, well, I was grabbing me some Harold's. Harold's is a chicken spot in Chicago. I was grabbing me some Harold's. Do you want some? I'll bring you some. Now, again, for those of you who do not know me, I am a sucker for effort and meaningful gestures. So my sucker ass was all like, oh, sure, with my fat ass. <laughs> so he brings me food. And mind you, this is my first time actually seeing him in person. Y'all, I opened the door for this man and my knees buckled. In my head, I'm like, damn. Now, some of you know me personally, but for those of you who do not know me personally, I love tall men. And I love for a man to have a, you going to respect me or you going to respect me, boss ass king demeanor. And I love hood dudes. That was this man. So we're literally just eating, chilling, watching movies. The vibe was legit as though we've known each other forever. Like the chemistry was so crazy. Even he acknowledged that the fact that she just felt right with us. We conversed about a lot of stuff. My living arrangement, of course, came up. I told him that my cousin and I lived together. We were roommates. It had gotten late and I started doing that little yawn and stretch. <sighs> You ain't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. And it was to no avail because his ass had been falling asleep on my lap. So I wake him up and I tell him that it's late. I think it's like two, maybe three in the morning. He apologized for falling asleep on me during the movie and he gets up to leave. 
Now, have y'all ever been in the presence of somebody and without them even telling you, you can just sense that they're tired? Not just physically, but drained, tired, tired, tired. I don't know if it was that or the fact that I just was not ready for him to leave yet. Judge yourselves, okay? I was genuinely enjoying his company. So I make a little joke about him having to get home to his girl. And he laughs and says, I live alone and I don't have a girl. Okay, now pause. Because it's the live alone for me. I can probably count on one hand, maybe both hands, how many dudes I've encountered that actually are on their own two feet, in their own spot, living by themselves. It was definitely the live alone for me. So, he says, you trying to be my girl or something? Because I can see myself doing this, referring to us every day. I, of course, my want to be smooth ass says, I can see me doing us too. And I meant it, y'all, in that moment, this man really didn't have a woman to go home to. He stayed at my house for three days. For three days, we laid up, chill, talked, kick it. The man didn't even try to have sex with me. His phone wasn't on silent. He wasn't ignoring phone calls. Like, he answered all of his calls on speaker, which made him that much more desirable to me. We became inseparable. We spent so much time together. It was literally everything I could want in a dude. He was tall. He was handsome. He had his own. So, okay, cake ass didn't have to take care of him. He communicated with me about his feelings. So, arguments were civil. They were more like disagreements than arguments. If I done something that he didn't like, I didn't have to play 21 questions and get it out of him. He cooked. He cleaned. He didn't allow me to touch doors. He opened them for me. He motivated me to do better. He stayed on my ass about school and work. When he bought him, he bought for me. I came home to candles lit and bubble baths, all of this, and he was a hood dude that lived by street cold. So most importantly, he didn't play no games about me. When I say this man was everything to me, he was everything. I have fallen in love. So I know y'all saying, okay, Kimmy, what's the problem then? There wasn't one. I was legit happy about being in a relationship. I had cut off all my little junks. And this is a whole other episode, but I had cut everyone off that I was talking to. I was committed. My friends were amazed, okay, because Kimmy didn't do relationships. Now, remember, I told y'all that cousin said he wouldn't trip on me for doing me. Before Southside came along, cousin was living his best life. He do him, I do me. We do each other. He had all the benefits of a living girlfriend without an actual relationship. One day, he asks me to have a threesome with him. And what if whatever flavor of the week he was entertaining at the time. Yeah, it was that. Judge yourselves. So, he asked and I told him that I was in a relationship and I was really feeling dude. Like, I wanted to be not just good to him, but good for him. He said, okay, and that he understood that. That conversation was the beginning of our lives making a whole damn 180. He started being on good bullshit. 
it seemed like the more I told him I didn't want to fuck with him anymore, the harder his ass tried to get me. All gas, no brakes. Okay? He ended up moving a chicken, which was major for him. Because, like I said, my boy is a hoe to his core. But I was completely fine with him moving her in. Especially since I thought that would dead him trying to fuck me. But nope. It's almost like it intensified the shit. So I guess him moving her in didn't work as far as me getting jealous or mad about it. So he was ready to dispose of her like she was trash. And I wouldn't let him. Because it's not like he moved her in from down the street or around the corner hill or even the next city over. This man had this woman uproot and move over a thousand miles away to a state where she knew no one but him. So I wasn't going to let him play her like that. I told her she was allowed to stay as long as she needed to. I get home one day and I'm in his room going off on him about kicking her out. I walk out and my dude is sitting on the couch. You know how when you know somebody you just know them so you can sense when something is wrong. So he's laughing about the situation but I can tell it's something up. So I ask him what's up and he says nothing but he gets up and he leaves. So I ask cousin like what you say to him? Did you tell him we're not cousins? He's smiling, laughing, looking goofy as fuck with this stupid ass smile. Like, no, nah, man, get out of my room. So I walk out. I get a text message from my dude. Like, you talking about me, but you on some other shit. It's cool, though. I'm lost. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what the fuck? He like, nothing. It's cool. I'm going to take this L. Me. Being the pushy, controlling motherfucker that I am, says, nah, because when I come to you about shit, I show you facts. Where is my proof? Show me facts. <sighs> Y'all, this man sends me screenshots of text messages between me and cousin and said, you talking about me doing shit and you cheating. Now, they're not casual ass text messages either. They're like throat, goat, choke me, spank me, pull my hair ass text messages. I was boiling. So I'm like, first of all, those text messages are old. I haven't cheated on you. I haven't lied to you about shit except him being my cousin. He didn't text back. So he gets back to the house and I guess he didn't read the messages until he got there. That man looked up and said, wait, that's not your cousin? I'm like, Nah, when I say you could see the horns grow from this man's head, oh child, he was livid. Now mind y'all, Southside a whole hood dude, like a for real, for real hood dude. I just knew he was going to kill everybody in the house. He felt betrayed. I could see the hurt all on him. It was like I had literally ripped his heart out of his chest. I felt like shit because when you care about somebody the way that I cared about this man you don't want to see them hurt especially you the cause of the hurt so he wouldn't actually leave me alone but for the first time in months he slept at home I felt like shit I kept trying to apologize and explain that I wasn't trying to play him when we first started, I didn't expect us to become what we were. And I should have told him as soon as I felt 
that I had feelings for him, but I didn't. And for that reason, I eventually ended up losing one of the best men that I've ever encountered in my life. We started communicating less and less and things eventually just ended. When I tell y'all it took me about a good year to finally get to a place of acceptance that I fumbled the fuck out of that relationship, I was beyond sick. Because this man, we were we were friends, we were cool, like we could talk about anything, everything, like he was legit everything that I wanted and I fucked it up. As a woman, I can admit that. Now I can admit that, that I fucked it up. It took him maybe a year and a half to get to a place where we could have a, a, a civil conversation without the shade or without the situation coming up and without me feeling like I needed to apologize for what happened and I understood that because I knew it was coming from a place of hurt so it was something that I had to accept and respect I'm not a person that lives in regret there isn't anything that I've done or been through that I regret because it made me who I am but that situation, I regret that I didn't handle it differently. I, I regret that I didn't go about it differently. Because not only did it, it, it changed me. It changed me for the better. Because I, I don't allow myself to be in those situations anymore. Or to put people in those situations. Because that situation was so heavy. It was it's it's a lot more to it than this episode but that situation was so heavy and people could have gotten hurt so i do regret that aspect of it that's really one of the only things that i regret in my life there is no such thing as a perfect person but a person can be perfect for you you're going to go through something with everyone. It's inevitable. But as long as what you go through isn't detrimental to your health, your well-being, your mindset, or your spirit, hold on to that. Cherish it. And you have to make a choice every day to choose that person. Because it's not what you go through, but how you go through. From my mouth to God's ears, y'all be blessed. Y'all, this is my favorite segment. You guys love the stories. I love you all stories and submissions and questions because, listen, I literally have a box of index cards with submissions on them. When I tell you that they're lit, Nearly. It, I, it, I have such a hard time trying to choose which questions and which submissions to do for episodes.
and I originally was only going to do one submission per episode, but they were so good. And I, I got so many that I'm like, okay, I'll do two. But I I absolutely love this segment. I really do. Now, keep it real, Kimmy. Let's get right into it, y'all. My boyfriend and I have been together for a year now. When we first met, he told me that he didn't have any kids and he wasn't sure if he wanted any. Six months into our relationship, I found out that he had a baby on the way. She got pregnant before we were together. So the baby was born and I've accepted her. I love her as if she's my own. Two months after she was born, I received an inbox from a female telling me that she had a baby a month prior and that it was a that it was my boyfriend's baby. We've been together a year and he has five kids that are all months, weeks apart. I love him and at one point I wanted kids with him, but I don't want to become baby mama number six. He's asking to plan a family and we've been trying. He went with me to have my IUD removed. He's starting to get frustrated because it hasn't happened for us yet. How do I tell him that I've been on depot since I've had my IUD taken out? Wow. I want kids, but I'm not sure if I want them with him now. Anonymous. Everything about this is wild. He went from no kids to five kids. And they're months, some are weeks apart. He's not only spreading kids around, about, throughout, everywhere. What do he know what a condom is? Do he believe in condoms? Are he allergic to them? Like, I have questions. Because how do you go from no kids to five kids? And have 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 he been tested? Have you been tested? Is everybody healthy and well? Because it's not the kids for me. It's it's and then you say you don't want to be baby mama number six. So he doesn't have each kid has their own mother. That's that's the problem for me. And then he went with you to get your IUD taken out. And you double back to get depo. I think you should just have a conversation with him, sweetheart. Like, just just sit him down and explain, like, honey, you have too many kids. Like, no, no. Um, that's a lot. It's a lot to take on. It's a lot to take in. Um, me, myself, I went from no kids to a relationship where I had a kid sort of speak because he was a single dad so when I entered into the relationship I took on the role of her mother because her mother wasn't in her life and that for me was a lot to deal with it was a lot to handle so I can understand it being a lot for you going from no kids to five 
and he's asking for a sixth um yeah I would just sit and have that conversation with him you're going to have to have the conversation with him you're 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 going to have to have that conversation with him is it a reason why he wants so many kids like do he take care of the kids is that your reasoning for not wanting kids with him or you just don't want to be baby mama number six um i have a lot of questions i do were he in relationships with any of his kids mothers were any of the kids made on you I have so many questions but that's neither here nor there yeah I would just have a conversation with him love and explain to him that you don't want to be baby mama number six like you want to be numero uno only wife maybe like I don't know but you don't want to be baby mama number six tell him that communicate that to him maybe he'll understand I mean he doesn't seem like he's a logical person if he has all these you know what that's not my business um yeah baby just had a conversation with him okay okay moving right along moving right okay I quit um question two question two is a bunch of questions but they were submitted by the same person. I was debating on doing each question individually. But I said, eh, I'm going to give it out to the people. I'm going to give it to the people how it was given to moi. So here we go. Why do women struggle to apologize? Why don't women support their men's business or hustle like that? Why don't women hold themselves accountable in a lot of situations? What do women do on their end to keep their men happy besides intimacy and food? Why don't women reciprocate the love that women desire from men? Why the only time men get spoiled and shit is when women is when something is celebratory why women get bored so easy and want to move on why women leave so quick when a man cheat or get so upset like women don't cheat or entertain men as well why don't women fight for their love why do women talk about big dudes on social media but always have their hands over their stomachs in their pictures and videos Mr. ML350 on Snapchat. <laughs> okay. So, first question. Why do women struggle to apologize? All women do not struggle to apologize. I I don't know where that come from. Um, I can't really speak for all women. I can't. If I'm wrong about something... And I feel like I'm wrong about something. I'll own up to me being wrong about it. Or I'll apologize just to save face. 
to to make things right so i don't know i don't i don't i can't speak for all women struggling to apologize why don't women support their men's business or hustle like that again i cannot speak for all women i don't know too many women that don't support their men's business or hustle now it depends on what you call hustle what, what do you call hustle because some people consider hustle as selling drugs that's not a hustler that's a drug dealer a hustler you can sell anything flip anything you gonna make a profit so business hustle hustle business that's one and the same unless you're talking about dealing drugs or like street shit and when it comes to street shit i don't think women should support that men when it comes to street shit like i think as a woman as a true woman it's your not your job but your job sort of speak to get that man from that lifestyle like to encourage him to do and strive for better Um, because not necessarily not support him, but any woman that loves a man that's in the streets, I encourage you to encourage him to get out of the streets because there is no love in the streets. No love in the streets. Just haters and money and money isn't everything. Like that lifestyle is only going to lead to one of two things and y'all already know that but that's neither here nor there um why don't women hold themselves accountable in a lot of relationships again i can only speak for kimmy i'm not sure about other women i i am woman enough i'm mature enough to where i'm able to hold myself accountable for the things that i do or don't do or what I fall short of so I don't know what do women do on their end to keep their men happy besides intimacy and food what do you call intimacy when you say intimacy does that refer to sex because intimacy real true intimacy is on a much deeper level and Yes, that that's a a major part of making a man happy. To build him up and uplift him, encourage him, speak to the man in him, push him to do better, 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 to motivate him. All of that, like it's just intimacy is all of that. So I'm I'm I need to know what you mean by intimacy and food shit y'all love to eat hell why don't women reciprocate the love that women desire from men i think this question is the complete opposite um when you say women don't reciprocate the love that women desire from men um i'm not sure what you mean um because anything that I require, I reciprocate. So I'm not sure. And I, a lot of times I think that men don't reciprocate their desires. 
and what they want because a man will want you to be loving and loyal and faithful and don't have eyes for another man and he in the streets doing any and everything with any and everybody so that question yeah why the only time men get spoiled and shit is when something is celebratory you need new women baby you do and you know you my homie <laughs> you my homie and I'm just gonna keep it 100 with you you need new women like maybe you should change your type or something because I don't know about that cause me and my girls the females that are in my circle um we spoil and cater to and all of that good stuff so I'm not sure yeah you you need new women baby why women get bored so easy and want to move on again that's another question that I think is completely opposite because women hold on to shit past their expiration date way 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 past their expiration date um why do women leave so quick when a man cheat or get so upset like women don't cheat or entertain men as well why do women leave so quick when a man cheat is she not supposed to and most times i don't think they leave quick enough because people say you can't love somebody and cheat on them are you some shit like that but nah bruh if you cheating on me you don't want me obviously there's something that i'm not doing for you or whatever the reason may be why not leave what you gonna give a you gonna give a give a give a, give a person a chance to fuck you over twice no nah, you only gotta fuck me over one time one time that's it that's all and get so upset like women don't cheat or entertain men as well that's if you don't if you can't dish it out don't take it if you that ain't what i meant if you can't take it <laughs> if you can't take it don't dish it out simple as that like i said earlier in the story that i told i used to live by a call if you're not gonna be shit i'm not gonna be shit either and i can almost guarantee you when i get to the point where i'm not shit i don't care about your feelings so everything is cutthroat and savagery everything you're going to be upset when i get done trying to prove my point so if you can't take it don't dish it out that's what that comes down to why don't women fight for their love again that's the question that i think is the complete opposite women fight and fight hard like they do why do women talk about big dudes on social media but always have their hands over their stomachs and pictures and videos? You know what? I'm not even about to entertain it. Okay? I'm not. We be trying to hide the fupa because we be trying to look all snatched and cute and stuff for y'all. <laughs> like, y'all not satisfied. That's the real problem here. Y'all are never sat. Men are never satisfied. Like, y'all say y'all want one thing, but y'all chase another. 
like you don't want your girl to be like the women that you thirst lust chase trap oh like come on now make it make sense make it make sense okay and i'm gonna have to get you on the show because yeah we we got some stuff to talk about and discuss so i'll be hitting you up and that's it, you guys, for segment two of Kendra Stories with Kimmy Cool. If you all would like to submit your letters or questions, you can do so via my DM, via my inbox, via my um, IG, Facebook, uh, my email. I'm going to drop the link below. I know I said that last episode and I forgot, but I'm not going to forget this episode. I promise. I'm going to drop the link below for the voicemail for the podcast. Like you can call and leave a voicemail if you want to. Like I might play it if you want me to, but you know, anyways, but um, I'll drop the link for the access to the voicemail. I'll drop the email um i'm working on my website so y'all can go directly to my website and make your submissions um what else i think that's it y'all it's a wrap for season two episode three y'all be breezy You've just tuned in to another episode of Kendra Stories with Kimmy Koo. And as always, I hope you all enjoy it. Be sure to go like, comment, subscribe, follow, and share. Tune in each and every Wednesday for a new story on a new episode with me, Kimmy Koo.